Welcome to The Hive is Alive, a marketing podcast from Apiary Digital. I'm your host, Tess Berry. This episode centers around the events of SMX West 2018 in San Jose, hosted by Search Engine Land. At this year's summit, Apiary founder Karen Amundsen spoke on the topic titled, Man and Machine, the exploding brave new universe for today's online marketers. I'll let Karen give a little more explanation on what that means. My talk is about how you as a marketer can keep your job once AI-driven technologies take over a lot of the things that we do today in terms of executing campaigns. And my theory is that the role of marketers is to become decision agents. We have, as marketers, this incredible framework of skills, data, and tools, but we could take that same framework and apply it to helping to solve larger business decisions. Now that said, I threw in a bit of a twist, which is that also technology can be used to amplify our existing biases. And we essentially did the analysis the first time around in my talk as lookalike modeling. And the results was that we actually missed out on a big opportunity because we were just amplifying biases from the current data set that we had. And it took a human marketer to notice, wait a minute, here's this missed opportunity. And so it kind of illustrates the example of why you need humans to do the critical thinking and ask those tough questions. But what we can do, the role of marketers now, is seeing what's not there. You know, what's the thing we're not doing? What's the strategy we're not taking? What's missing in the data? What's, what's wrong with this analysis? In this episode, we will be hearing Karen prepare for the summit by interviewing forward-thinking marketers Ben Bauermeister and Ty Martin on their thoughts about automation. But first, Apiary team member Connor Witt also attended this year's summit to hear thoughts on automation from fellow marketers by asking some very specific questions. For this question, you will be answering whether this tweet came from a bot or not. The tweet is, feed the stomach and the body will sleep. I'm going to say that's a bot. It is, in fact, not a bot. That comes from famed musician John Mayer. I am here with Danielle, who will be answering whether this tweet comes from a bot or not. The tweet is, feed the stomach and the body will sleep. What do you think, Danielle? Hmm, I'm going to say this tweet did not come from a bot. Danielle, you are correct. That comes from famed musician John Mayer. Very insightful. (laughs) Thank you, John Mayer. Thank you, John Mayer. (laughs) We'll hear some more from Connor and SMX attendees at the end of the episode. Now we will hear Karen in conversation with Ben Bauermeister. Hi, I'm Ben. I've been working with Karen for a while on Apiary. Sort of a serial entrepreneur. Um, Half my time spent in big companies, half starting little bitty companies. And Ty Martin, an Apiary consultant. Sure. Yeah, well, I started with digital marketing as a teenager and then got agency experience after that, and then went independent, you know, working with companies from all different verticals to get more from digital advertising. So that's a little about me. What about, you know, as we're guiding this process, um, examples of automation or technological advancements gone wrong? Yeah, so, so back in the early internet days, there was a photographic company that was doing one of the first web-based catalogs of images 
and uh, this was all put together and they were gonna roll it out to the board members and they sent a link out and said, okay, board members, go and poke at it, you'll have fun. And uh, one of the board members showed up the next day and was just appalled. He said, this is the most horrible thing in the world. And, and she you know, drilled into it and said, you know, I, what happened? You know, we, we've tested it and it seems to work pretty well. He had in the search string, just put in the word content. He wanted to search for content, um, which makes very little sense, but content was a, a hip and buzzy word back then, you know, 15 <laughs> As years ago. As it is ago. today. <laughs> As it kind of still is today. And, and uh, that search word went against the meta tags for the image archive. And uh, one of those meta tags was disturbing content. Mm. And so out of all the hundreds of thousands of images that they had cataloged, he got to see the most disturbing <laughs> images of there. And, 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 and they had tagged those that way so that they would not show up unless they were specifically searched for. Uh, so I, I thought that was great. And, you know, it's just one of those things where you, you think about how you're approaching the problem and then how a stranger to the environment is going to, you know, search for that same thing. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I think of like an automation example just around email marketing, you know, so I've, I've done a variety of things related to that, trying to drum up business. So some of that is just trying to automate, you know, the finding of the right prospects, how to contact them, you know, like what's their email address, and then having, you know, a series of drip emails that are personalized in just the right way, but also able to be sent to like a whole bunch of people. And sometimes I'll get emails, you know, because other vendors are trying to sell me on stuff where I'm like, oh man, I can't even believe you. But if you get a list of company names, I mean, you can't just insert a field into your email template that's like company name and have it be like, hi, you know, I was checking out the insert company name, you know, website because the company names usually are like Acme so-and-so comma LLC or, you know, like some way that no one who's actually in a conversation would refer to that company. You've done a ton of just cool product development. And do you kind of see ways where maybe we could plug in marketing earlier into the process of product development or product roadmap? Or have you seen examples of that? Yeah. Um... It's two sides of a coin for me. One is if you're doing innovative products, and one is if you're doing product extensions. If you are doing product extensions, it is all about knowing how your user uses that product, what they're interested in, where they expect the next iteration of it to go. So what are the parts of, of search marketing that allow us to identify that audience better? What are then based on that search, the tenets of how you approach that market, approach that audience that then makes it a more social endeavor. If you're coming up with something truly innovative and new, you know, uh, the best advice I got from a, a VP at one point was uh, listen to what your colleagues and your potential customers have to say, but then weigh those comments completely independently and weigh them against your own vision. Don't give up on the thing that you're trying to achieve and you'll you'll come out with the right solution. Yep, and then another one that I, I can think of is there's a, a big utility company and they try to innovate more than I actually expected. I just, so 
the way that they ended up doing this was by having us execute digital assets for like eight or ten different products that we thought could catch on or be useful. Uh, and then we just did the lean startup principle of just putting it out there and seeing how many leads we get. And it, it worked. I mean, it was clear that like two of these executions were things that, wow, you know, people are actually looking for an app that solves this utility problem. So the question around like what will we do with the rest of our time if some of these things are automated is, you know, I, I feel like we'll still spend a lot of time just administrating those things, configuring them, you know, starting them and stopping them and viewing their output, you know, that kind of a thing. Like we've seen this already with just some of the bid automation systems, but it seems like even when you're managing with automated bidding, you still end up going in there every day and fiddling with gold, making it $75, $85, $95. So yeah, I thought that was kind of an interesting point that <laughs> with the automation, we'll still spend just as much time just, just administrating the automation. One of the things you know that also came to mind when you increase the capacity or something, in a lot of studies, it's shown that it doesn't actually increase the resources or it doesn't like give you time back. It's called like the, the concept of induced demand, you know, the phenomenon that like after supply increases, more of a good is consumed. Um, so like in this case, it's, you know, bandwidth that we're increasing. But instead of freeing up our time, the kind of paradox is that it can consume more of it. At the core of this for me, um, it, it has to be a overall social tide razor, meaning that this automation doesn't just free up some people to do less and engage with society more. It has to lift everybody up at that level. So if some jobs are lost because they were easy to automate jobs, I'm happy to see those jobs go if there is a ample and ready replacement set of work for the people that used to do that task. If we use this new technology to create a further divide between the rich and the impoverished, I don't think we've taken any step forward. Thank you to Ben Bauermeister and Ty Martin for talking with us. For a copy of Karen's slides from the SMX Talk, email us at podcast at apiarydigital.com. And now we'll hear from Connor back at SMX asking marketers what they think of AI companies. We are here live at SMX West with my very good close personal friend, Taylin Peterson. Taylin, I'm going to ask you now to identify whether SenseTime is an artificial intelligence company, a space mission or an electronica band, sense time. Sense time. I mean, my my first thought was definitely AI, um, but electronica band is coming in there. I'm pretty sure it's not a space mission. I'm gonna stick with my original intuition, go with AI technology company. That's a fantastic guess. You are correct. Woo! You are the proud new owner of an APRE digital sticker. Yes. <laughs> Hello. We are joined here today by Jenny Ranky. Jenny is answering the question whether this name is an artificial intelligence company or an electronica band. The name is Hexstatic. I'm going to go with an electronica band. Jenny, you would be correct. 
We are joined here by Matt. Is Mobvoy an artificial intelligence company or a space mission? I'll go for artificial intelligence company. You would be correct. We are two for two over here at the Revan booth. Good morning. We've got Julie here with us. Hi, I'm Julie Pitt. So our question for you today, is this name an AI company or an electronica band? The name is Subfocus. That is an electronica band. You are correct. <laughs> I have actually heard of Subfocus and oh, wow. other music. We are live with Justin, who will be answering the question of whether Deep Sentinel is an artificial intelligence company, a space mission, or an electronica band. Justin, what do you think? I'm going with electronica band. <laughs> electronica band is incorrect. What we have there is an artificial intelligence company. I wish you all the best next time. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Please feel free to follow up with thoughts or questions by emailing us at podcast at apiarydigital.com, follow and tweet us at apiarydigital, and subscribe to our show. The Hive is Alive is produced by Apiary Digital Media Collective. Editing help from Holly Hilton. Produced by Miguel Bravo, Tess Berry, and Karen Amundsen. And we will see you around the water cooler.